Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey guys, I gotta tell you, we have a podcast before the podcast. It's called Mastermind. And then I get on the Zoom and I have another mini podcast and I just got a brilliant idea from Monique and Melanie Miller this morning. And I'm going, Wah! and it's, it fits right into what we're gonna be covering today. If this is your first time joining the podcast, oh, I'm so excited, Monique. You have no idea where I'm gonna take this idea, okay, to the next level. Anybody joining us for the very first time this podcast? I'm Maria Mariano, 41 years this year. War! Uh, in my multi-level marketing business. And Robert, I have a hard time with his name, so I say Robert, okay? But it's Kiyosaki. Did I get it right? Kiyosaki um, talks about multi-level marketing businesses being an excellent school to learn some of the things that university will never teach us. So I said to myself, what kind of a take do I want to take uh, on the intro of this? Because Melanie is going to give you uh, uh, um, a recap of this chapter six that's going to be absolutely amazing. Yes, we're in chapter six. And if you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, which is a bilingual French and English. So if you see a post in French and you're Anglophone, they say, oh my God, it's only French. No, it isn't. Post in English. And today, the beauty with translation, no matter which language we write, we can translate in the language of our choosing. So it's a community. That Facebook group is me, you, us, we together, I don't know what other adjectives to use, where we all participate so we can level up together. One of the great things about this podcast has nothing to do with becoming popular, although if we do, why not, right? It's really about creating an, a safe environment where we can prosper together. Because the only way to prosper in life is to level up. And some of us are so stuck in families or friends or neighbors or colleagues that are so, so negative or pessimistic and are always looking at the glass half empty and it's so, so, so heavy. I don't know if anybody is, is feeling me right now or understanding me. How do you get out of it? Well, you don't. You have to seize an opportunity on the side such as this podcast and say, this is going to be my breath of fresh air every single morning. This, this Facebook group is going to be my go-to when I feel a little bit depressed, a little bit discouraged, a little bit down. This is what it is about. So chapter six with Robert is about work to learn. Don't work for money. A lot of us are looking for a good paying job. That was his poor dad, an educated man. He, for him, it was all about find yourself a secure job and keep it. Robert tells us that the that he recommends young people to seek work for what they will learn more than what they will earn. And I'm going to talk two minutes about my son, Hamid. When, when his friends join huge construction companies, like in Montreal, you have Broccolini, which is a, an international mega construction company. The disadvantage he would have had, like his friends today that are working for these mega mega companies is they would have made him work in one place and he would have specialized in one thing, which makes it very dangerous for him, okay, uh, not learning other things. Because if ever he's let go, then we're, who's going to hire him back at what he was earning with Broccolini? Instead, he joined a small business, which is Super Metal, a Montreal, uh, Quebec-based company. And what they did with him is they made him learn a little bit about everything. And this is what it's about. So I said to myself, what's going to drive my podcasters today to take it to the next step? And in my intro, I want to say this to you. You've got to know what your dream life looks like. 
because Melanie Miller is going to recap this chapter. But I'm going to tell you something. If you don't know what your dream life is going to look like, this information is going to go like in one ear, out the other. Yesterday, I said to my nephew, did you read the book, Reach the Rich Dad Poor Dad? I think, I think Marie-Pierre heard me. He says, yes, I did. No. I go, did you read it? Did you take down notes? And did you cover each chapter with somebody? Don't tell me you read it. Okay. Because financially, I know he's broke, even if he makes 100K a year. You see, Melanie? So, because it's not clear in my nephew's mind what his dream life is going to look like. I knew I wanted to travel every spring break with my family, even if I wasn't married and didn't have children. I knew that I wanted to go summer holidays to Italy for, for over a month. I knew I wanted a full-time housekeeper. I knew I was going to have a living. Like, and that led me to learn a little bit about everything and develop very important skills that led me to answer to this dream life. Anybody else getting me here? Okay. So Melanie Miller, take it away. What exactly do we have to do to make our dream life become a reality? Okay, Maria. And uh, I want to start with a story. So a few years ago, I granted an interview with a newspaper in Singapore. The young female reporter was on time and the interview got away immediately. We sat in the lobby of a luxurious hotel, sipping coffee and discussing the purpose of my visit to Singapore. I was to share the platform with Zieg Ziegler. He was speaking on motivation and I was speaking on the secrets of the rich. Someday I would like to be a best-selling author like you, she said. I had seen some of the articles she had written for the paper and I was impressed. She had a tough, clear style of writing. Her articles held a reader's interest. You have a great style, I said in reply. What holds you back from achieving your dream? My work does not seem to go anywhere, she said quietly. Everyone says that my novels are excellent, but nothing happens. So I keep my job with the paper. At least it pays the bills. Do you have any suggestions? Yes, I do, I said brightly. A friend of mine here in Singapore runs a school that trains people to sell. He runs sales training courses for many of the top corporations here in Singapore. And I think attending one of his courses would greatly enhance your career. She stiffened. Are you saying I should go to school to learn to sell? I nodded. You aren't serious, are you? Again, I nodded. What is wrong with that? I was now backpedaling. She was offended by something and now I was wishing I had not said anything. In my attempt to be helpful, I found myself defending my suggestion. I have a master's degree in English literature. Why would I go to a school to learn to be a salesperson? I'm a professional. I went to school to be tra trained in a profession, so I would not have to be a salesperson. I hate salespeople. All they want is money. So tell me, why should I study sales? She was packing her briefcase. The interview was over. On the coffee sat a table of an earlier best-selling book I wrote. I picked it up as well as the notes she had jotted down on her legal pad. Do you see this? I said, pointing to her notes. She looked down at her notes. What? 
she said, confused. Again, I pointed deliberately to her notes. On her pad, she had written, Robert Kiyosaki, best-selling author. It says best-selling author, not best-writing author, I said quietly. Her eyes widened. I'm terrible writer, I said. You are a great writer. I went to sales school. You have a master's degree. Put them together and you can get a best-selling author and a best-writing author. Anger fled from her eyes. I'll never stoop so low as to learn how to sell. People like you have no business writing. I'm a professionally trained writer and you are a salesman. It's not fair, she viewed. So off she went. And um, uh, what it did was remind me very much about the snob attitude that people have towards, um, towards people selling. Her attitude is familiar to me in so many ways because every time I tell people that I am uh, at Tupperware, their immediate reaction is, yeah, but you have a PhD. How come you're not using your PhD? And so, you know, I, I even have people that I know mock me for the fact that I'm in a business of selling now, not in my specialized sphere of pharmaceutical research. Selling is a skill. We all, but we all know that like everything in life, it is what drives you that determines the skills that you seek out. You need to, to sell because that teaches you life lessons. I always remember when my kids were little and, uh, you know, we used to get the, uh, you know, the chocolate from school and then we would get the girl guide cookies, the girl guide cookies without end because I had two daughters and me. That's three cases of cookies we had to sell. But did we just sell three? Absolutely not, because it was a great opportunity to teach your kids how to sell. Now, take the newspaper lady. If she wasn't such a snob about selling, she could use her spare time learning about it so she could actually get one of her novels to sell. Maybe she could even join an MLM in a risk-free environment. What we all know about selling is that it's totally dependent on your input. The more you put in, the more you get out and that there are skills to learn. One of Robert's first books was called, If You Want to Be Rich and Happy, Don't Go to School. <laughs> it caused quite a lot of controversy. And uh, the, the people who were you know, advising him said, well, why don't we change the title? Let's call it Economies of Education. And Robert says, hang on, I actually want to sell this book. I don't want it to sit on the shelf with a lot of other economic books. So he stuck to his title and it became a very successful novel, uh, not novel, but book. Educated people believe in specialization. And this happens fairly on in, early on in life. Everybody is encouraged, you know, at an early age, are you going to be in sciences or languages? And I can't count the number of times I've heard people say, go into sciences, it'll keep the doors open. Doors open to what? 
doors open to specialization in more science and yet the kid is amazing at history or or amazing at art but keep the doors open right this is i've heard it so many times medical doctors specialize early and so they're always you know you're going to be a geriatric doctor you're going to be an uh, an orthopedic doctor you have to choose maybe that is why um rich dad encouraged the opposite he says you need to have as many jobs as possible so that you can learn different skills and i think maybe that is why i had more of an open mind to selling apart from the fact that my father was in marketing and selling so i had a good um background in that but um I worked in a company in Australia where we had to be jack of all trades. We had to know everything. Um, it was a small company. It was it had a big turnover, but there weren't enough people, or the size of it wasn't big enough to have specialized people. So yeah, I was still specializing in production and development, but I did everything. I had to know the accounting. I had to know how it was going to be marketed. And so when I was exposed to the opportunity of an MLM, where I sell, sold books in Australia, um, I was open to it and I was ready to do it. Specializing narrows the mind. It also creates in you um, a, a snob factor. So Robert, he went from the US Merchant Marine Academy straight into Standard Oil of California. His dad was so proud of him. Now you're going to have a career. Now you're going to become an officer. But after he'd been there for a little while, he left. And then he went into the Marine Corps and he stayed in the Marine Corps for a few years. And then he went into Xerox. Educated dad was beside himself with worry. What did his son think he was doing skipping from job to job? Job security is the most important thing in his mind. Rich dad was excited. He was excited to see that Robert was learning different roles. In 1977, Robert formed his first company and he uh, did his first exported product, which was selling nylon and Velcro wallets. He still does business overseas and he still dabbles in those. And all this time, educated dad was seeing every change in Robert's life as a failure, not specializing, not being successful. But what Robert said is the old cliche where we keep a job for our life is that um, job is an acronym for just over broke. And, you know, that is like quite um, sad because in, other, in another aspect, he describes how, um, sorry, I forgot to get the phrase. He describes how we describe um, how uh, people work. There's another horrible management theory that says workers work hard enough not to be fired and owners pay just enough so that workers won't quit. And for me, that's like really scary that we're working in an environment where we're keeping people suppressed because we don't actually want them to learn a lot. So um, in the movie, um, 
Jerry Maguire, Tom Cruise leaves the company because he's being fired. And as he's leaving, he asks everyone, is anyone coming with me? Um, and somebody speaks out and she says, I'd like to come, but I have a promotion due in three months. So once again, people, they just go for security. Robert encourages people to get a sideline, to have another job so they can learn about things. But people want an easy life. They say they don't want to be hassled. They're not willing to think about what that means for them. He draws an analogy with the gym. We all hate the thought of going to the gym, but when we actually get there, we enjoy it. And afterwards, we feel really good. He recommends that if you insist on working in a specialized field, then you, you really need to get yourself unionized because unionization will protect you. But how narrow is that going to make you? He asks his classes uh, uh, this question. How many of you could cook a better burger than McDonald's? How many people do you think put their hands up? just about everybody. And he says, well, isn't it funny that you could all make better burgers than McDonald's, but they're making way more money than you. And the reason is that um, McDonald's, they didn't specialize in making burgers. They had a wider look and looked at business skills. Imagine if they had pursued their expertise to make the best hamburger. They're not going to have the best business, that's for sure. It used to be that you would work for a company for life. Now, moving from job to job is considered smart. You learn more skills. Communication skills that you learn when you are working in an MLM or any um, sideline sales job will put you in a good place for everything you do. You can be a school teacher, but still earn a lot of money from your other um, attributes. You can learn to buy and sell. In life, we need to be able to teach and to learn and be good students. Learning that giving is important. To receive money, you have to give money. Educated dad would say, I'll give money when I have money. But unfortunately, he never had enough money. Give and you shall receive rather than receive and then you can give. So that is me and over to uh, Marie-Pierre for the mechanics of what I've been talking about. Thank you, Melanie. Yes, because now that we hear all those stories of this chapter, we understand what Robert is saying, but we have to apply every story to us and to our lives. So there's seven, six questions that we have to just reflect on this and they recommend to discuss it, discuss it with someone else. So for now, in the comments, you can discuss it. And after that, yes, find someone to discuss every question and be honest with yourself and with this person. So if you do not like some of the answer you are giving, ask yourself if you are willing to change and accept the challenge to change your thought, your thought and mindset. So question number one, 
Do you know extremely talented people who make very little money? And what could they be doing differently? So I think everyone say yes. <laughs> we all know people extremely talented. And for example, when you go to karaoke, we all know someone who is singing beautifully, but doesn't make any money with this. When she could be, but she doesn't do it. So what is the, that thing that, they're, that those people could, do, it could be doing differently? I think what we learn in this chapter is that they have to learn different skills if they want to use their talent to the best of the, their potential. Number two, a question number two. So how have you sought additional skills beyond your specialty? And what was the result? So I think we all want to learn something new. And for me, Maria made me realize it because I didn't talk about it first. But I have to tell you a story. My sister is the one that's always, always, always talking. She's always talking. But she's the oldest. So uh, one day she left the house for her study. So we were at the table, my two parents, me and my brother, in silence for a few hours <laughs> because my sister wasn't there. But we realized that no, we are not able to talk easily like my sister. But it's something that when I began at Tupperware in my MLM, I learned to talk a little bit more. And now with the podcast, I learned a lot of stuff that I can talk about. So I really have this uh, skills now that I can talk. So I talk a lot more than I did five years ago. <laughs> so yes, for me, it was just to learn to talk. <laughs> you think you learned it as a baby? No, no. For me, I was 23 years old. <laughs> Question number three. So was there a time you stayed in a secure job rather than strike out into a new position that might have gained you more in the long run? So what was the basis of your decision? I think for a lot of people, the basis of the decision is that security or maybe just to say, oh, I think I will have a new position, just like in the story of Melanie in the movie. Oh, I have a promotion, I have a promotion. But now you realize that maybe it wasn't the best idea. Question number four is, if someone were to ask you advice on what is the most important skills that they have to learn in the working life, what would you tell them? So what we understand in this chapter is that learning to sell and to work with people is two things that we have to learn. And working with people, that means working with different kinds of people because yes, we need every kind of people around us to make sure that we can work together to achieve more. Because if we have a group of just people like Maria, they will have a lot of idea but I'm not sure how it can be done after all. <laughs> and if you have only people like me, you have maybe all the things that we know how to do it, but we don't have this big idea to go for it. <laughs> so we, have, uh, we need to work with different kinds of people 
And the other thing, yes, to learn to express yourself. And uh, Jean-Philippe was talking about this uh, this morning in the CADE program. So the girl and boy guide, they, he said the this guide, this program is a place that you will learn something that you won't learn in school. So it's really something that you have to do just to learn to express yourself, to work on different skills that you won't learn in school. So I love how we can do it now. If you have kids, go encourage them to work with that. Question number five. What role does giving play in your life? And do you see it as an important part of your success? So I think everyone will say yes. I love to give, I love to give, yes. Okay, so let's go into the next question. So question number six. So what are the different ways you could give that you aren't currently doing? So you have to think about it. So I did a little research for you to give you the top 10 ways that you can give back to your community. So number one is to give away some of your product. So if you have your company, to give away some of your product just as a gift or it can be just to um, cleaning your house to give away some of the product you already have at your house. So there's <laughs> both ways. Number two is to offer your service to nonprofit organization. So offer your time and your service. Number three is to schedule an extra job on the house. So one tiny job could be uh, go a long way for someone else so yes to have um, an extra job on the house number four is to donate your space to a cause that could use it so if you have a big house you can say okay we can use uh, my house so you can do this meeting so you can donate your space. Number five is to add a giving to every product you sell. So I think in the month of October, we see it everywhere. It's the month of the pink. So if you have a pink product, you can say, okay, I will uh, give uh, uh, this amount for every product that I sell that is pink for the um, breast cancer research. So that can be your number five. Number six is to hire locally. So hire people that you know that can make a difference. Number seven is to encourage your friends and family to volunteer and go with them to do some volunteer. And number eight is to set aside some budget to give to a cause. And you can ask if you have employee what the causes that they love so you can give them that budget to give to their cause. Number nine is to adopt sustainable practices. So make sure that yes, it's not just your local community, but the world is one community and we are all facing that one common problem that is the climate change. So adopt sustainable practices. And number 10 to give back is to celebrate the special milestone with giving. So the team member birthday, it can be an anniversary or your business special milestone. Each occasion, it's an occasion to give and to celebrate. So that may be 
one of those uh, 10 ways that you can give, that you can add to your uh, way that you are already doing. This is definitely a podcast for a seminar for future leaders. I'm telling you, it's Melanie delivery. Amazing. Your examples, Marie-Pierre. Oh my God. And Monique, I love what you wrote. She had, Monique says on Zoom, I had a lady I met in my, in my business networking group who owned a marketing company. She joined my business so she could learn how to sell, which was essential for her to know about in her marketing business. She found it so much fun, made a ton of money and loved the experience. Absolutely. You know, I pushed all my kids to sell the chocolate bars, the cookies, the oranges, and to sell Tupperware because if they are able to articulate today their thoughts and sell their ideas to other people, if they're able to build deep, meaningful relationships, all three of them, and if they're able to take people to another level with them, I'm telling you, it's not school that gave them that. It's like Melanie Miller talks about the girl guides or Jean-Philippe talks about the cadets or it's all about, you know, selling. And as, as Melanie, you're so right. Professionals look down on salespeople, but don't understand that they rule the world. So in closing, I just want to say this. OK, remember, in addition to being a good learner, OK, seller and marketer, we also need to be good teachers as well as students. What I love about Melanie Miller, she launched herself with a PhD to be not only a good learner, a good seller and a good marketer, but not only she teaches, but I can teach her things. Melanie, I know I've, I, I meet so many people with your level of education and it's as if I can't teach them anything and yet I'm worth a hundredfold more than them. They're so stuck up, okay, that they just don't understand that they are poor at all, including financially, but just poor spirited, right? To be truly rich, we need to be able to give as well as receive. So I got a beautiful gift from one of my directors this week, and I'm actually wearing it. They're diamond uh, earrings. It came with a certificate, so I know the price of them. Uh, and she says to me, I hope I don't put, I'm not putting you in an uncomfortable position. I said, absolutely not. I'm a great giver and receiver. I said, next time, bigger diamonds. Okay. Be an excellent receiver. How many times we've said, you know, oh my Nick, I love that dress. And you have to say, oh, it's an old thing. So basically you're telling me I have bad taste. Think about it. Think about it, okay? So guys, be able to receive. You are talented beyond measure. I'm here to remind you, you are talented beyond measure. You have been given a set of gifts. Don't suppress them in the name of fear and self-doubt because this is what is happening. We all have an amazing talents. We all have something amazing to give the world, but you keep suppressing it in the name of fear and self-doubt. The ones who get ahead are the bold and adventurous. My parents did not have a high school education. My husband has a doctorate's degree, but neither either made it because of their lack of intelligence or thanks to their 
their intelligence. They made it because they were bold and adventurous. I remember Mohammed buying computer parts back in 1986 when I met him. He would put them in a suitcase. We would go to Paris. He would put the computers together and sell them to Algeria. He was bold and adventurous. And that's how he made ends meet when he was in university. Bold and adventurous. Money without knowing how to tap into opportunities, okay? And your fear of taking risk and taking too long to make a decision will also cause you to be limited in your growth of money. When I saw Sylvain Lalonde's $900,000 money in placements, this morning I said to him, Sylvain, please stop being afraid. Use that money and convert it into $10 million in the next two years. I mean, that's a shitload of money to be sitting in somebody's bank account. Okay, sorry guys, okay? But fear, fear will stop you from taking risk and seizing the opportunities. And remember, opportunity will not knock at your door. Stop saying, no, I don't, I didn't get a break. Nobody owes you a break, my friends. Nobody owes you a break, okay? Opportunity does not knock at your door. You have to grab it by the horns and be intentional every day about moving a next level up to living your dream life building your dream life this is all that it's about so once again oh my god melanie miller marie pierre thank you i i don't know about the rest of you but this was definitely a podcast i have personally enjoyed all right guys see you tonight or see you tomorrow or see you at some point bye bye everyone thank you <laughs>